0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International.
1: I'm an artist, I'm super emotional, you know, I look like a football player. Some days I have the emotions of a ballerina, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I'm okay with it at this point, but, (laughs) but I had to go and lead worship a day after a broken engagement. Like, go on, get on the stage and sing about how faithful God is and how He's everlasting and He'll never fail you. And I remember
0: feeling completely just failed in that moment. Anthony Evans opens up about the unexpected places God has taken him, next on Life Today.
2: to like today. I'm Sheila Walsh and this dude here is Randy Robinson. I'm excited about today's show. Not often do we get a guest who not only writes some pretty profound things but has one of the most amazing voices mm-hmm. that you will ever hear. Yep. So, I don't want to take up any more time. Please welcome with me Anthony Evans.
3: No way. <laughs> Thank wow. you.
4: He's just an amazing voice, he is The Voice.
2: Oh yeah, I voted (laughs) for you. They named the show after him, The Voice.
5: No, no, (laughs) they didn't.
2: (laughs) Before we get into other stuff, what was that experience like of being on The Voice, of having Christina Aguilera turn her Mm -hmm. chair down and say, I
1: pick you? You know, it was a very interesting situation, but to be. Uh, when I had the opportunity to do the show, I, I initially felt guilty. Like I felt guilty for going outside of worship leading and what I was called to do. And my dad said, Anthony, you are not salt of the shaker. You are salt of the earth. Now go, don't oh, compromise your faith. Go have a great time. And it, it, broadened, my, it broadened the scope of who I am as an yeah. artist, as a worship leader, as a believer. And it, it, it reinforced to me that this is where um, I'm supposed to be. Like part of my time is supposed to be spent here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't have all this information just for me.
2: No, I I think that's so, yeah. great that, to learn that God is alive and well outside of the church yeah. as Absolutely. well as within our doors. Yes. Was it a,
1: a scary experience or a stretching experience or both? It was, it was stressful at times and stretching. I wouldn't say it wasn't scary because I came in kind of having, I've been, I'd been doing this already. So I wasn't. I was already do, doing it to a certain degree. So it wasn't scary, but it was it was stressful at times. And then it stretched me beyond what I know. I remember sitting down with Christina Aguiler and my and my uh, mentor Jewel, and she was like, "You sing so upward. Like you're very like." Up, upward, I'm like, yeah, that's what worship leading. Yeah, so it's it was stressful to have sometime. to try to flip everything that wow. I knew and become uh, have moments where it was like, listen to my voice. It, it was a different yeah. experience, but yeah, yeah. so it was you, good nonetheless. you you
4: cover this and a whole lot more in in yes. your new book, unexpected so places, right? Yes, yes, I yes. cover
1: quite quite a bit, quite a bit. So, what were some of those unexpected places? Oh, man. You know, one of the major ways and major moments that God met me during a time of severe heartbreak was during a broken engagement. I kinda talk about that later on in the book, and I remember initially starting to write it and being like, do I wanna talk about all this? You know what I mean? (laughs) Do I wanna go this deep into my personal life? But that's the whole, you know, I wanted to base the book on authenticity, vulnerability, and transparency. That, That was how I wanted to approach it. But one of the ways God met me was in, in that place of being, I'm, I'm an artist, I'm super emotional, You know, I am look like a football player. Some days I have the emotions of a ballerina, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I'm okay with it at this point, but- I love that. But I had to go and lead worship a day after a broken engagement. Like go on and get on the stage and sing about how faithful God is and how he's everlasting and will never fail you. And I remember feeling completely just failed in that moment. And I said to the audience, I, sh- I probably shouldn't have said this, but I pulled the mic up to my mouth and was like, I don't feel like doing this. And I saw my road manager in the back of the room go, is this how it all ends right here today? But I made a decision to worship in spite of the way that I felt. But I mean, not because I'm so noble, because I was on the stage, had a microphone, it was time to do it, but I made the decision to, worship in spite of the way that I felt. And that was a place God met me on the deep, that was my deepest till this date. That's the deepest worship experience I've ever had. And that's an unexpected place that God's gonna meet you is, is the day after that in, in such a deep way. So are,
4: are you suggesting that when you worship, when you don't feel like it, God will change the way you feel?
1: Yes, my, my dad always tells me. That, in that book, you hear a lot of Tony Evans says, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I tell I people, I didn't plagiarize because I have the same name, so it works out <laughs> nicely, you know what I mean? So uh, yes, he says your feelings follow your feet. That's so, so good. Move in the direction your feelings
2: One forward. of the things I love though, when you share that experience about getting honest with the audience and saying, look, I don't feel like doing this, but I'm gonna do it, was how that impacted the audience. Yeah. Because you know, when we pretend on stage, we invite the audience to pretend. Yes. When you get real on a platform, somehow it unlocks things in those who are listening as well.
1: One hundred percent. That, That—that is, you're Sheila Walsh. You, you know <laughs> what I mean? You just say some powerful stuff. That—that's exactly what happens. Um, and and as crazy as it is, Jewel said to me back, going back to The Voice, she said, "Your audience can smell a rat." They can smell a rat, whether you're in worship music, whether you're in Christian whatever, they can be like, mm, there's something about this. I'm not in, getting into. And the audience that day, there wasn't a dry eye in the room. I'm sure some of some of them were thinking we just came to worship. This is too much. But there was a lot of them. Most of the audience was right there with me because in their own way, they could identify and they were going to worship in spite of the way they felt in that moment.
2: When I read that story, it reminded me of Mary of Bethany taking her. her jar, which was her future, probably worth like 15 Mm -hmm. grand, and breaking it and pouring out on the feet of the Savior. To me, you took your brokenness and poured it out and invited the audience. But one of the things, when I started to read your book, um, I had a long flight back from Australia, 17 hours. So this was good reading. You start out by describing, as a young boy, Mm -hmm. what it was like to watch your dad preach in a huge stadium. What kind of impact did that have on you?
1: It had a dual impact. Having my dad as as a father is the greatest blessing. My, both of my parents, it's just a, the greatest blessing ever. But to be 11, 11, between a 10 to 13, 14, were like the huge promise keeper years where I was, my dad would take us with him, which was amazing, but it was like stadium after stadium of listening to guys respond to the preaching of Tony Evans. And I remember sitting at Texas stadium with my father, the audience is roaring because he's starting to do one of his great analogies where he can just spit out these, I mean, he's just a monster in a good way. (laughs) But I I remember listening to the audience roar and my first thought was I can never be him. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. He didn't know this because I was just kind of a quiet, shyer kid. And my thought was I can never be him. And I, I kind of, in the book, I talk about how I journeyed into my own, the realization of my own faith outside of that and how god had plans for me mm-hmm. that that were you know, for me, you know,
5: yeah.
4: yeah. Thinking you could never be him is probably the best thing that ever happened to you. You know what? Because God said, right. I didn't make you to be him. Exactly, Yeah. exactly.
2: You talk about moving to Nashville because you mm-hmm. think we'll move to Nashville. That's where all the, all the Christian musicians are. This will be just amazing. We'll all love each other, we'll all love Jesus and <laughs> yeah. experiencing it just a little differently. Absolutely. Than, was that disillusioning for you?
1: It was because I think I was naive to a certain degree. I had never, again, just kind of been outside of this world. Here here in Dallas then this is you know it's just a Tony Evans kind of bubble and my, my environment was that and and yes I was um, naive going into it I mean I was 25 so I wasn't like just a, a dumb kid but kind of a dumb kid <laughs> just like excited to be here and this is great and I wasn't aware of the things that kind of go on in, in some in some ways in in, in the industry and it, it was very um, it was very eye opening for me and i had to re nashville was me redefining what success is because i know now that you can have a hit song or whatever but then you cannot go write a check for peace after you have that the, that hit moment in your life oh. so i had to redefine success and it's am i doing what i ca- am am i doing what i'm called to do and am i at peace mm because you cannot go purchase it after you've gone and chased the American dream. Mm-hmm. So your title, the title of
4: your book is, is Unexpected Places. Mm-hmm. Did you have some expected
1: places that you maybe didn't get to? You know, there, there are quite a few moments. <laughs> Most of the, the unexpected places were because I didn't end up where I was expecting to be. Yeah, so there's there's tons of those moments where I thought I was going one direction And I ended up in in a whole other one. And most of that, a lot of that's been in Hollywood, actually. You you talk about God taking you in zigzags. Yes, you rarely get from point A to point B when you are a believer or in life in general. But when you're a believer and you've asked God for something, it is rare in my experience, and I'm sure in ours, if we talked about it, that you get there in a straight line. Mm -hmm. It's zigzags, it's zig, but in every destination, every Place you end up on the zigzag road, there is a lesson in that place. I, God promises that that He's going to work all things together for our good, and that He's going to finish what He started. But a lot of us think you started it, and we're supposed to be going in a straight line. And why aren't we going in a straight line? If you get, if you become okay with the zigzags, you will, you will learn so much. I think that happens a
4: lot, especially younger. Mm-hmm. And then the older you get, because you're, you're not, you're not old
1: yet, but you're older <laughs> than you were. The makeup artist thought I was like almost 50. Oh. oh. We'll fire her later. I know, right? Oh, yeah, she's gone. <laughs> gone. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, she's, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to tell on her on TV. My fault. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, that's what we love about you. Honesty, honesty, yes. yes. No,
1: she, she was just talking and
4: she's, anyway. We have to make nice, because she's doing our makeup again. Here's can I ask, oh, you
1: were still no, in the middle of a question? S- sorry. sorry, I'm
5: sorry.
4: <laughs> Whatever I was saying, um, <laughs> the zigzags, yes. right? The older you get, the more you can look back and you can go, oh, I see what you're doing there, God. Yes. Oh, you taught
1: me that here. And, and the zigzag starts to pay off. Exactly. I, I make sure that on those zigzag trails in life, I put down stones <laughs> to, right. to be like, and that's important. Look, remember what God did back there. That's right. It makes you more confident to step into that's the right. next thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's
2: what I wanted to ask you when I was yes. reading this, I went from being in a small Baptist church in Scotland where my great great grandfather made the communion table, this little bubble. And after seminary, I worked with the BBC in mm-hmm. London. I hosted a live rock gospel show. I was the only Christian with 87 members of staff. It was actually one of the best things that God ever did because you don't even notice your lights getting dim if you're surrounded by other believers. Right. But suddenly you find yourself in a place where your life has to speak louder than your words. 100%. Did you experience that in Hollywood?
1: One that's that's my whole experience in Hollywood. Wow. Is is sitting down and and my yeah, it's, I'm talking to people, one, that aren't church people. Christina Aguilera sat down with me in her house and said, Okay, so you're a worship leader now. What, tell me what you do. Like, tell me. Oh, wow. And I. <laughs> How do you even explain yeah, that? Exactly. I was using churchy words and all the stuff that I thought while I was talking to her. Lamb that was slain sounds very cultish if you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Right, right. Like, it's
2: a dead animal, people. Yeah, yes.
1: it's, it's kind of. So, my whole experience has, has been that. I've had to stand strong in my faith, but also make it to where I can communicate to people who aren't from the same background I'm from. I've been able to share. In a, in a new and a fresh way, not, you know, in a, where, in, in wow. a place you would never awesome. expect that. And
4: that's great because, you know, recently you had the opportunity to do some theater kind of stuff. Yeah. Right? So tell me a little bit about what that is because I'm not a big so theater cool. guy. But also I want to hear how you got the part.
1: Okay, so because that's a zigzag, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's uh, the God's a, all over. That was a crazy zigzag. Yeah, I I I recently had the opportunity to um, play the role of, of Beast in a, in a live production of of Beauty and the Beast for Disney. So a director, cool and this was that, along with right? I mean Zoe Deschanel was Belle, Kelsey Grammer was uh, I mean Rebel Wilson's I mean that's Tay Diggs, that's the cast, and me. Wow. And I'm the the Christian singer, you know yeah. that, that shows up at this, but the <laughs> it was it was crazy how it happened you really want to hear it yeah I okay. Yes. So That's a how friend God of mine, yes, a friend of mine and her husband. I went on a trip with them, and they said, "Anthony, you need to post more stuff of you singing." I don't really do that because I think it's kind of weird to always be like, "Listen to my voice on social." You know, it's just kind of <laughs> weird. Well, you can get away with it. Well, well I, you It'd know, you'd be weird if I did it. <laughs> anyway, um, long story short, is I, I posted it. Hugh Jackman, who um, is what, Hugh Jackman. you posted? What I posted a video of me singing a song from the movie *The Greatest Showman*, like, oh, okay. a, a, the, which is a great, great film. A, sure. Saying a couple lines, Hugh Jackman reposted it like right after I put it up. So Star of the movie. Yeah, the star of the movie. You know, Wolverine <laughs> reposted that. <laughs> so anyway, Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> different movie. Yeah, yeah, different, confused. but you know, people. So anyway, I, the writers from the movie obviously saw it there. Um, fast forward a couple weeks, I'm at the gym. I'm never home on the weekends. Was home that weekend. I got a text from the writer saying, hey, Anthony, are you in town? Come to find out the girl who sings the song in the movie is sick and they're having a pre-Oscar party and they saw my... Version. They said, "Can you come and sing it tonight at this Oscar party?" The director for *Beauty and the Beast* was at the Oscar party and said, "Do you want to sing a song in *Beauty and the Beast*?" And I was like, "Sure, you know, whatever, whatever you need." And then a press release comes out: Anthony Evans is Beast in *Beauty of the Beast* with Kelsey Grammer and Tay Diggs, and you know. So that's wow. that's been my life, but that's it's a very unexpected place, and it's a it's a, uh, a very fine fine example of. Being a preparation, the things that seem insignificant mm-hmm. in our lives are God working. God will work them together for something that's very significant. So I've learned to not resent the moments where early in my career I was singing for 10 people at a whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, nope, that is just as important as mm-hmm. this because it leads to that.
2: Those kind of things change you. I remember I wanted to go to seminary in Glasgow so I could stay at home. Mm-hmm. And my mom, um, who raised three children by herself, said, no, I think you should go to London. You need to know the God that you trust will be with you wherever you go. And it was one of the greatest gifts that my mom ever gave me. Because Absolutely. otherwise I would have stayed in this nice little, you know, this is where I know God lives. 100%. So you understand that everywhere you go, that God is speaking. And, and that people need to see a living example of people who, who don't just do the language of the kingdom, yeah. but live a life that, as Peter said, you know, people will raise questions. People wanna say, well, why do you live the way you live?
1: Yeah. So I Absolutely. thank God that
2: he's placed you where he's mm-hmm. placed you. What are some of the fun things you have coming up?
1: Oh, well, this this book is is a very exciting thing. I mean, that's just a different that's a whole different thing for me. When the publisher first called, I thought they were trying to get to my dad or my sisters. Or, you know, I, I was like, you don't <laughs> want you to be you know, events, so yeah. um, I have a lot of that a lot of that coming up, and then I also get the privilege of producing and, and being at the events with my dad and my sisters. So I, I we get to just do family on the road and get to take the ministry out on the road. So but,
4: that's but I just a sign you're like, I'm the dude from
1: Hollywood. Yeah. You should listen <laughs> well, to should me. Well, I mean you should you, listen. No, I'm a little you. bit. I, no, one, <laughs>
4: one question. <laughs> okay, Truth comes up. Right.
1: <laughs> Dad, I'm beast. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm a prince
1: underneath the fur. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That's <laughs> crazy.
4: One serious question for you. Because yes, so we're we're sitting here and we're going, okay, you know, crazy stuff happening, singing career, Hollywood, Nashville already a well- known established preacher's son, famous whatever she is these days actress author speaker know, right accidental, off, actress, accidental right.
1: actress yeah, yeah she just
4: so kinda... but what about the person who's sitting at home who's like, you know i, I can't sing uh, my, my my parents are not well known I maybe was not even raised in the church. can God
1: use me yeah to to that person at home I mean God is so masterful at taking our messes. I'm going to actually talk to the person at home. You're do right it. there. Mm-hmm. The God is so masterful at taking our messes and making them into a miracle. So taking what we have and multiplying. It doesn't matter where, this sounds so trite, but it doesn't matter where you've come from or what you think he can do. He can do exceedingly above and beyond whatever you could ask or imagine. And it, you don't have to, you don't have to start with anything with him. God is master at taking what you have, wherever you have it. And once you give it to him, he will make it into something beautiful in very unexpected ways. That is the God that we serve. I love that. Yeah.
2: And one of the things that I love about the way you write, I mean, I've read your dad's books. I mean, your dad is, is a master of what he does. And he writes one way, but you write, there's like a melody on each page. You write very melodically. And, and that's, very that's a really beautiful thing. Not everyone can write that way, that you can almost hear the music in your work.
1: That means so much coming from you like for y'all to say that I'm good at writing That means a lot because I know y'all been doing this for a while. So thank thank you very much That was very intimidating for me to write with my you know, my with the lineage of my dad um, But but the publisher also mentioned that she was like there's a cadence. There's a pace you, a you rhythm, can yeah. See the resemblance of you and your dad, mm-hmm. but there's a whole different thing happening so that it's been encouraging again, stepping out into this unexpected place because me writing a book was not something I thought I would do, and God, on the other side of it, has done amazing things already, and it's we just we've only begun
4: to me that's the lesson you you give God your life your your trust, you just step out, and He takes you places you never ever dreamed you could be one hundred percent yeah
2: one of the things that i I wondered as I finished reading the book was. If you could look back to that 11 year old boy standing at the side in the stadium, listening to his dad and listening to the crowd, what would you say to him now? Oh
1: man, I've never been asked that, Sheila. oh I, I would tell him that as as vast and as, as big as this feels to you, God has a very specific purpose that is exactly the same. and I don't mean a, I don't mean a stadium of yelling people. I mean the impact that he has for you in in, in Hollywood when it's a conversation with one person can resound and echo just as just as loud as what's happening in this stadium right now. I would I would tell him that. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: That's beautiful. When you
1: hear God's yes over
2: your life, no matter where the place is, that makes a huge impact.
4: It it does. And you know, I, I would say to the people watching that just that one act of obedience can have reverberations around the world in ways you can't even imagine. And it doesn't necessarily have to be singing or speaking or writing. It could be as simple as giving. Mm -hmm. You can change the world by changing someone's world. And I'm going to show you how. Would you take just a second to watch this with me and Sheila? Watch this.
3: The love a mother has for her children can be seen in many ways as she cares for them. When they run and play, it brings a smile to her face. But for a hang mum, there are no smiles, only fading memories, like these clothes that once belonged to her five children, who died because of waterborne illnesses. <laughs> Hang Mum had seven children in all. Her fifth child died one and a half years ago, but the pain is still with her. I think bad When asked what she hoped for in the future for her two remaining children, Hang Mom had a very simple request. We can help make hang plea become a reality by drilling a fresh water well. And by doing so, all the mothers in her village can experience the joy of having clean water for their children.
2: It's not much to ask for really, is it? I, mean, I can't imagine, I can't imagine burying one child. The thought of burying five children is, I can't even go there. And I think of the the number of times I've said with my own life, Lord, I wish I, could, I wish I could do something more for you. And maybe that's something you've said yourself, but you remember in scripture where Jesus said, whenever you did it for the least of these, you did it for me. The thought that when you and I actually put our faith into action and do something, that we could be an answer to, to the prayers of a mom like that. I mean, I've had the privilege, it's kind of severe mercy of kneeling down with some of these moms and, and praying for their children by name that they're praying what they'll be able to hold on for life. You and I can change this. It's not a lot. We can make a difference. God has given us so much and so little. Can, and maybe you thinking, well, I don't have a ton. Do you remember how Jesus and a huge crowd of people noticed a widow putting in like, just like two little mites? And he says, what she has done is more than everybody. God knows how much you have and if you don't have a ton and you're able to give a little that will will join it together with ours and together we'll answer the prayers of these moms who just want clean water for their children you
4: know when you're standing there next to one of these water holes and you're you're not just seeing the the film on the water but you're you're smelling it and and you know that this is all there is you just think this is got to change. The good news is we can change it. That's what we're doing. You can change it. It's a big problem, but it's not too big when we all come together and we just do something. We can give clean drinking water to people around the world. Our goal this year is over 400 wells in over 15 nations. That will take us to a lifetime of drilling. We'll pass our 6000th well. We can do this because we we know we done it. We can tell you it works because we've seen it work in the past. It just takes us coming together. One well costs $4,800 on average. Can you provide one well? If you can, I would encourage you to do it. Go online, pick up the phone, and do it. For a lot of people, that's a lot of money, I understand. But you can partner with other viewers. $48 will provide water for a lifetime for 10 people. So will you go to the phones, will you go online, make the best gift you can, just do something, be a part. We've got some, some nice gifts for you that we'd like to send to you, just to remind you of your participation in giving water for life. Sheila, we're making a difference.
2: And I've been in these villages, Cambodia, Angola, and one day I'm in a village where there's no clean water and the children are silent. And I've been in a village the next day where there's a water well, mm-hmm. another way kids should be together, mm-hmm. you and I, can change the world.
0: Today, a mother living in extreme poverty will do the unthinkable. Give her children dirty, disease-filled water that she knows could kill them with no other choice. What's a mother to do? With your help, clean water is on the way. Mission Water for Life provides a new beginning for thousands of children and their families, a bright future with better health. With your gift today, you can help drill 400 water wells in remote villages in 15 nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for 5 people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. $72 will provide for 15 people. And $144 will help provide life-giving water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you the miracles of Christ, what living beyond impossible looks like. Filled with scriptures, prayers, and stories of Jesus' miraculous power, James Robison adds insight about how to walk in faith and live beyond the impossible. With your gift of $100 or more, request the morning and evening coffee mug set. Each mug features beautiful artwork and scripture from Psalm 92.2, a wonderful reminder of God's faithfulness each day. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people, or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well and you may request a beautiful Bridge of Faith framed canvas print by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online.
5: These people have never had clean water to drink. We have heard stories of burying family members, children, just through the decades, it's brought death. Today, all that changes. We're gonna have beautiful, clean water coming up from the ground. We're gonna establish a brand new well in this village, not just for this family, but it's gonna serve about 300 families. Life Outreach this year will have drilled our 6,000th well, 2018. We wanna celebrate that for sure, and we have, serving over six million people. But I wanna remind all of our viewers There are still over 700 million people around the world who don't have access to clean drinking water. So please stay in the fight. Keep giving, we'll keep going.
2: Thank you so much, and if the lines are busy, please keep trying. And when you call and give a gift, we want to send you unexpected places. I get to read a lot of books, and I love it, but I highly recommend this book. If you've ever felt like you've started off and you don't know where you're going, this book will be like, kind of like a light through the forest, I really recommend it.
4: Do it, Uh, get the book When You Give today. And you're gonna miss something right now, I'm sorry, but Anthony is going to sing for us here in the studio. But you can catch it if you go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash life TV, or if you have a Roku, download the Life Today Roku channel and you can see Anthony. The rest of you get to see him now. You want to hear him sing?
5: Thank you. Hey we're looking forward to it. Appreciate Thank you being here, man. Good to so see much. you. Appreciate
4: you watching. Join us every day on Life Today.
0: Stay connected with Life Today through your favorite social media sites or visit lifetoday.org where life is always on. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.